Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to do my review of WCW's Mayhem 2000. Starting off the evening, we go to our first match of the night. It is Kiwi versus Mike Sanders for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Again, it was a decent matchup. Back and forth matchup between both Kiwi and Mike Sanders. The Natural Born Thrillers attack Kiwi. Ming is here. Ming attacks the Natural Born Thrillers. But Mike Sanders ultimately hits the finish on Kiwi. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Mike Sanders. Um, again, it was a decent matchup. Um, I don't think it was that bad of a matchup for the opening of Mayhem 2000. It was great to see Ming. I mean, Ming was beating the hell out of the natural-born thrillers to the point where security had to come out to break everybody up. Um, but all in all, it was a decent matchup. Hats off to Mike Sanders for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Evan Courageous and Jamie Noble versus Three Count versus the Dragons. Um, again, it was an okay matchup, back and forth matchup with everybody involved. Uh, three Count was keeping the pace of the match with Three Count ultimately hitting the finish. Pin for the three, and your winners of the match are Three Count. Um, again, okay matchup. Hats off to Three Count for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Jimmy Hart versus Mancow. Um, to me, honestly, this match was awful. This was actually a rematch. Um, it was a back-and-forth matchup with Mancow keeping the pace, but Mancow ultimately gets the win in this match. Um, a couple things I'll say about this match, man, is this is almost as bad as a gimmick match. Now, Jimmy Hart ain't no wrestler. He's a manager, probably one of the best managers out there of all time. Um, obviously, you know, managing the likes of Hulk Hogan, um, and stuff like that. Uh, great manager. Mancow, I don't really know personally a whole bunch, a whole lot about Mancow, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's like a radio personality from way like back in like early, like mid-90s to 2000, something like that. I don't know if he's still doing radio. I'm not sure. You know, but WCW bringing these people in, man, it just, and for them booking matches like this, it's just awful. And, and, my, and some people might say the same thing too. Like, what about when, WCW brought in Dennis Rodman or Carl Malone or Jay Leno. Look, man, at that time, this was a time where the entire card was pretty good. And you could have one little, you know, BS match, if you will, like bringing in a Jay Leno to go up against DDP or something with Hulk Hogan. Okay, this entire card for these pay-per-views from like 2000, 2001 was complete shit, in my honest opinion. It was awful, man, literally. And I mentioned this. Multiple times. The pay-per-views for WCW from 2000 to 2001, whoever was in charge there or booking these damn matches didn't give a damn about where WCW's direction was going or about the damn wrestlers. They didn't. Or they would select a few wrestlers that they actually liked on a personal level, and they would push the hell out of them, like a Jeff Jarrett, like a Scott Steiner, like a Booker T. Nobody else was getting pushed. Nobody. Those three guys, maybe Sid Vicious, were the catalysts that were pushing WCW into the toilet going into 2001. That was it. Every main event you've seen Scott Steiner or Booker T or Sid Vicious or Jeff Jarrett in the main event of these pay-per-views from 2000 leading into 2001. Mid-2000 to 2001, that's all we got. Those four guys were the pinnacle, if you will, in main eventing these pay-per-views when WCW was already in the toilet and someone was waiting to hit flush, literally. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. But hats off to Mancow for getting a win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Crowbar versus Big Vito versus Reno for the WCW Hardcore Championship. 
Again, it was an okay matchup, back and forth matchup with everybody involved. Reno was keeping the pace of the match, but Crowbar, Crowbar, Crowbar hits Reno with a chair shot, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Crowbar. Again, the WCW Hardcore Division. I have mentioned this a numerous amount of times, man. The Hardcore Division for WCW was absolutely trash. I'm sorry. And honestly, yeah, it was great to see Terry Funk. It was great to see Terry Funk hold that belt on multiple occasions for WCW. That's great. The roster that they had and then put into these these hardcore matches. What? Okay, I'll give Crowbar the benefit of the doubt. Crowbar actually wasn't that bad of a wrestler. And he fit the hardcore mold. Big Vito, no shot. Reno, no shot. Absolutely not, man. Like, I mean, what the hell? Like, you didn't even have hardcore wrestlers on your roster to fight for the hardcore championship. And when you did, you didn't use them. Where the hell was Raven? Hardcore wrestler, former ECW superstar. Bigelow had a couple matches. And then you have Norman Smiley coming in, holding this belt on multiple occasions. Norman Smiley. You look at Norman Smiley from WCW. That There's nothing about Norman Smiley that speaks hardcore wrestler. Nothing. And to me, honestly, he wasn't that good of a wrestler. He just wasn't. Every time he was in a match, I, I don't know if it was his gimmick, but he would run away from the wrestler and go through a table on his own damn accord. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Lackadaisical booking. The hardcore division was never needed for WCW. The only reason why they brought that division into WCW and into the fold is because Vince McMahon and WWE at the time, or WWF, were utilizing the hardcore division by having the hardcore championship and actually having a guy who, honestly, was probably one of the pinnacle guys for hardcore wrestling being Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, whatever you guys want to call him. He was the first hardcore champion. And honestly, some of those hardcore matches were actually entertaining way more than what WCW was bringing to the table. WCW was too late with that hardcore division, man. They were just trying to mimic what WWE were doing and what ECW was doing. That's exactly what it was, man. It just did not pan out, in my honest opinion, for WCW. I thought the hardcore division was complete garbage for WCW, hands down. But hats off to Crowbar for getting a win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman versus Chronic and Alex Wright. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both teams. Rey Mysterio and Kidman were keeping the pace of the match with Rey and Kidman uh, hitting the finish. Rey and Mysterio. Rey and Billy Kidman were keeping the pace with Rey and Kidman ultimately hitting the finish. Pin for the three, and your winners of the match are Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. Again, decent matchup. Again, Chronic, towards the end of the years of WCW, was a decent tag team. You know, Clark and Brian Adams, I thought they were a good, solid tag team. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman, great tag team. Phenomenal tag team, even better cruiserweights. You know, bar none. Fantastic tag team, awesome cruiserweights. So hats off to Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Ernest the Cat Miller versus Shane the Franchise Douglas. Again, it was an okay matchup, back and forth matchup between both Ernest and Shane. Ernest Miller was keeping the pace of the match. And Ernest ultimately hits a sidekick on Shane, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Ernest the Cat Miller. Again, it was an okay matchup. And I mentioned this, again, a numerous amount of times. Ernest the Cat Miller, man, the guy could not wrestle. Just couldn't. 
When he was in the tag team, and I've said this multiple times too until I was blue in the face, when he was tag teaming up with Glacier, phenomenal tag team, man. They brought in a like an MMA format or a repertoire, if you will, into professional wrestling. Where not a lot of people seen that, especially in WCW. So, I mean, that was great to see. And they were actually building Glacier up to be some indestructible, undefeated force within the company. Ernest and Cat Miller, you know, he gave off that persona more of a James Brown, obviously, uh, and kind of remind me of a little bit of Muhammad Ali. The difference between Ali and Ernest the Cat Miller is that when Ernest, you know, Ali was in boxing, Ali can back his shit up. Ernest the Cat Miller could not. It wasn't like they were putting the heavyweight strap on this guy, multi time world champion. I don't think he ever wore the world heavyweight championship, in my honest opinion, or was even a champion for that matter. If I'm, if, if, I could be wrong on that, but I know good and hell well he was never world heavyweight champion. But they were hyping him up, and the way he was doing his promos, he was sounding like Muhammad Ali. But he was more, you know, just the, like the, he wasn't a wrestler. He just wasn't. He was all talk, no action. You know, and like I understand you're trying to like portray and that's your character. I understand that. But the man could not wrestle. I'm sorry. And if you are Ernest the Cat Miller fan, I don't know what the hell to tell you. The man could not wrestle. My 80 year old grandmother can wrestle better than Ernest the Cat Miller. Hands down. The man could not wrestle. Yeah, he was had. Cut great promos. Decent promos at best. But as far as in-ring ability, in-ring talent, didn't have it. I don't know who the hell found Ernest the Cat Miller and put him on TV as a professional wrestler, but that man needed to go back to, I guess, the power plant at the time for WCW and do some more training. And it's crazy to see guys like Ernest the Cat Miller wrestle where you see guys for WWE now, knowing that they had the performance center that are – 10 times, if not 50 times better than Ernest Cat Miller, but you had him on TV, on Nitro and Thunder, and on pay-per-views monthly and weekly. Come on, man. What the hell? And you have people that can wrestle, and you're going to like give Ernest Cat, the Miller, Ernest the Cat Miller that spot, and the guys that are actually there busting their ass that can wrestle, nope, we're not going to put them on the card. Come on, man. The guy was trash. Absolutely trash. But hats off to him for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It is AWOL versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between AWOL and Bigelow. Bigelow was keeping the pace of the match with Bigelow ultimately hitting the greetings from Asbury Park on Sergeant AWOL, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Bam Bam Bigelow. Again, okay matchup. Hats off to Bigelow for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night as well. It is Lance Storm versus Hugh Morris for the WCW United States Championship. Again, okay matchup. Back and forth matchup between both Lance Storm and Hugh Morris with Lance keeping the pace of the match. But Hugh Morris ultimately hits a moonsault at the top rope on Lance Storm, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time, new WCW United States Champion, Hugh Morris. Again, decent matchup. Hats off to Hugh Morris for getting the win and at that time becoming the new WCW United States Champion. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Jeff Jarrett versus Bagwell. Again, okay matchup, back and forth matchup between both Jarrett and Bagwell, with Jarrett keeping the pace of the match. But Jarrett ultimately hits a guitar over Bagwell's uh, head with the referee being distracted, pins Bagwell for the three, and your winner of the match is Jeff Jarrett. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. 
It is Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page versus the perfect event for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Again, it was a decent matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Nash, DDP, and the perfect event. Nash was keeping the pace of the match, with Nash ultimately hitting a jackknife powerbomb on Chuck Palumbo, pinning him for the three, and your winners of the match, and at that time, new WCW Tag Team Champions are Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page. Again, decent matchup. I thought Kevin Nash and DDP was a decent tag team, in my honest opinion. So hats off to Nash and Diamond Dallas Page for getting the win in this match and at that time becoming the new WCW Tag Team Champions. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night as well. It is Lex Luger versus Goldberg. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Luger and Goldberg. Goldberg was keeping the pace of the match, with Goldberg ultimately hitting a jackhammer on Luger, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Goldberg. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the night. It is the main event of Mayhem 2000. It is Booker T versus Scott Steiner for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Booker T and Scott Steiner, with Scott Steiner keeping the pace of the match. Steiner ultimately applies a Steiner recliner on Booker T, and your winner of the match by submission is Scott Steiner. Again, I mention this a lot of times, man, and I'm going to mention it one more time. The pay-per-views for WCW 2000 leading in 2001 was absolutely trash. Um, as far as this event is concerned, I always give these pay-per-views a rating from 1 out of 10. I want to give this one maybe a three and a half, man, to four. I, and I, some people may say that, oh, that's pretty low. These pay-per-views, man, were horrible. Honestly horrible. And like I stated in my last show that I did, the main event of this pay-per-view was literally Booker T versus Scott Steiner again for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. They, they couldn't give us anything else besides these two guys main eventing multiple shows. Why can't we get somebody else? Obviously, the narrative was that we're going to push Jarrett or Booker T throughout mid to late 2000 going into 2001. Wasn't needed, man. It's rinse and repeat. But as far as this show, I had to give it maybe a three and a half, almost four at best, man. But this is my review of WCW's Mayhem 2000. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.